Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. Okay, guys, so Coach's Podcast, and we're two weeks into the Open. Um, let's start with Robert. How's the Open been going for you? I'm not going to lie, it's been a little rough. That second one, 21.2, had my back on fire right after. Which dumbbell snatches, the dumbbell burpee. dumbbell snatches and the burpee box jump over. First time to do it? No, second time in a month. Oh, oh, that's right, because you guys did it in February. We did it during the week of the freeze. That's right. Yeah. And any improvement? There was improvement. I think it just, the improvement contributed to the dumbbells not being ice cold uh, and then not breathing in warm air. But otherwise, yeah, I improved my time by 90 seconds. But uh, yeah, it was just a tough workout overall. So last coach's podcast we we just kind of talked about the open and you know how you're feeling about it going in now two weeks in one week to go are you feeling like it's going the way you'd hoped honestly i'd say it's going the way i'd hoped um according to the crossfit app i think i'm in the 81st percentile or something like that so that's a huge improvement from the first time i did it back in 2018 Uh, now let's clarify something I don't know who the smartest person in this in the room. When you're the 81st percentile, that means you're in the top 19 percent. Yes. So why wouldn't you be in the 19th percentile? We do it with babies too, right? When your kids are in the 99th percentile. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Like like his guys. Gotcha. Okay. So we're like babies. Yeah. So okay. So you're in the 81st percentile, which actually means you're in the top 19 percent in the world. Right. Okay. Um, and what was your goal about? Uh, was there a percentile goal? No, I don't think so. I think it was just trying to just see how well I could do my first time competing in two years, or first time doing the Open in two years, just to see where I was at. So I think right now I'm probably hitting my expectations. Okay, so you talked about the second workout. Lower back was really sore, mm-hmm. hard. What about the first workout with the handstand? Uh, what was that called? Parent point one. That that was that was honestly just a ridiculous workout. To be honest, um, I don't know if that would ever go down as one of my favorite workouts. It I, I was think, just I honestly, Robert. I don't know if you say anything. I think we should let Parent talk. Will you turn the microphone over? Yeah, her? she yeah. she dominated this workout. Parent, just ease Ugh. into the microphone. So 21.1, which yes. was double unders, right? It was uh, one, what did they call those? Walking handstands? Wall walks. Wall walks. <laughs> 10 double unders, three walk, wall walks, 30 double unders, six, 60, nine, 90, 15, 15 150, 21, 210. And you got 16 of the 21 wall walks. Was that the highest score in the gym? On the first go round. Kyle, yes. why are you not? Did you did you beat her? Heck no. <laughs> on, the fir- on the first go round. Oh, on the before re. Oh, TJ, TJ, of course. Oh yeah. We'll give TJ a shout out. Well, he, he got into the two hundred ten double unders. But um, as I told TJ, if you do it right the first time, you don't have to do it. <laughs> okay, parent. Now, so let's <laughs> let, let's talk about this workout. So first of all, did you have any idea 
what it would feel like. Nope. And, and get a little closer just in case. Um, I did not. Mm-hmm. But I watched a few other people do it. Yeah. Took some advice and did my best. <laughs> I mean, you you're you can't hold a handstand for how long? A while. Oh, oh yeah, I've never actually tested few, max time. Few minutes for sure, but So did you think that was an advantage? I don't know if it was an advantage. I think what I saw in other people was when they got tired their go-to body positions under fatigue were just different than mine. So my shoulders weren't as gassed on the wall walks. So oh, so I felt that's it on the a double unders. That's a great point. So you having a better position upside down, which made applies to right side up with like thrusters and clean and jerks and, you know, um, when fatigued, you just kind of maintain better technique. Whereas I, the rest yeah. of us... Almost I, collapsed. A lot, lot of hips on the walls and people got yeah. tired. So you're no longer efficient. Did you have any no reps? No. Did you, what was your fi- like uh, placement after week one? Did you, the percentile placement? I was in the 96th percentile wow. after week one. 96, so that's top 4% in the world Way females. Well, his was also over two weeks, but yeah. I don't know what mine was. I haven't looked at it since then. That's great. Okay. Uh, how did the second workout treat you? I had never done it before, and it was it lived up to the hype that everyone said it would. Um, yeah. So I appreciate them not downplaying it. Um, I didn't hate it, but I also just have no desire to ever do it again. And I don't. I think it. I mean, it was the burpees. It was the burpees. I felt the exact same way the first time I did it in 2017. And like I thought, I <laughs> I know. I really felt like I never want to do this workout mm-hmm. again. Like it was that bad. Yeah. It, no, I gained mad respect for that workout yeah. enough that I don't want to touch it again. Was your lower back sore? Honest, not as bad as a lot of other people said there were, but I was a little. Was oh, your soul sore? Absolutely, absolutely. My well, lungs hurt. For you like you two did days. finish. I did finish. That was my goal. Not knowing how it was going to treat me, that was my goal. And looking back, like, what was the harder part of it? Was it the long, the bigger sets of snatches? Was it the fifteen burpee box jump overs? It was like getting off the floor on the burpees. Got it. You know, was a real dagger <laughs> yeah. every time. So, did you see? You ha- have you looked at your updated? I have percentile? not looked at my percentile gotcha. since I input. I'm sure Robert, our stat guy, Robert's on it. So, <laughs> um, will you swivel the mic sure. to Brandon? Brandon, open 20, 2021. Yeah. How you feeling? Man, um, it's been fun. Uh, we've had a kind of a little bit of a, a game going on with uh, some members. I, I know. Uh, I think it's like some gambling. A little gambling going on. <laughs> We did the uh, a little buy-in, and uh, it's been really fun to kind of see where people are placing at, um, and so uh, it's been, um, we did it kind of like the games, right? So the games, they get one opportunity to try an event. It's not like, okay, I'm going to retest this event or redo it now that I have like an understanding of what it feels like. Um, so it's just like you get one attempt, and uh, that's your score. Mm-hmm. Um, for this now you can redo it and enter in your score into the app however you want to do it um, but for what we're doing um, oh just, you're you can't repeat you can't repeat for our scores oh, like like, like in the in the smaller so you competition. can repeat if, of course if yeah. you want to submit into the open you can. yeah if you want to submit into the open like tj do you have an update read, for us robert Perrin's in the top ten thousand people like 
That's the ranking right now. What's the per? Do you have? You don't I have know, percentile. I have percent and no, that had to be her. Got Sorry. it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Stat check. So, um, yeah. No, it's. Um, I forgot where I was at. No, you were saying that you guys have you ha- can't repeat a workout, so it's yeah. So you do it once. Like TJ did one workout, and then like on twenty one point one, he had I believe it was fourteen wall walks, and Perrin had sixteen. So in our little competition, Perrin won that. Oh. And then TJ came back and redid it, and so he had to enter in a higher score in his app. So gotcha. Um, but you you not and y'all you guys aren't counting it. We're not counting that in gotcha. our in our competition. I see. I see. So it's just a a one go, first time. Cool. So, um, and it's been a lot of fun. So uh, after two weeks, you know, do you have any personal feelings about the open so far? Um, Are you feeling good? Are you feeling not good? Are you feeling? I feel good about it. Um, I think I'm really just having a lot of fun with. Uh, Everybody like getting kind of the buzz about it. Um, I think personally, it's like I get a. It's been a little bit hard. I've had a little bit of hip issues, so it's not like I feel like I can just go a hundred percent. I mean, I'm still pushing hard. It's just um, that's kind of been the downside. Yeah, just the hip. But. Do you have any predictions for the final week? I think the final week is going to be some type of. Like pull up and like a wall ball. I think what what are the left what's left on the equipment? It's like a pull up bar, and barbell. and a barbell. So I'm thinking it's gonna be like some type of pull up or um, maybe even thrusters. Muscle up and then either wall ball or thrusters. So I'm sure it's gonna be just a motor thing. Just go go go. I've got a, I had a thought during our thruster total bar workout today i go you know what this last week's probably going to be a two-part workout you know like a you think there'll be a max lift well it'll be part one yeah you know motor whatever part two is max lift so you know so you end up having four open scores Mm -hmm. um but that's i just had that thought today yeah I, i hope that there would be i think it'd be really fun i always like that um especially when you see people pr I think well that's just really having cool. three scores mm-hmm. you know not to say that's not enough but i think they'll um having four yeah. right is kind of better yeah and it gives them the you know you can still have a three-week open with four scores yeah so uh kyle let's let's kind of go over to kyle and see how he's uh how's your open been so far I know you kind of um, you had a little injury right before. Even though last podcast you're like I I feel as good as I've ever felt. I, I think I forgot about it then. I had it then, but oh. uh, <laughs> I forgot about it in the moment. Yeah. So what what happened like right before the open? Um, just a little inflammation in my shoulder, um, and so I have just been laying off of it. Um, and thankfully the workouts have not aggravated it. Um too much not even 21.1 uh the wall walks there's a, f- a couple funny ones um where you know i kind of weigh a lot and so uh just you know getting that shoulder out of position a little bit um a, a few times did hurt so yeah but not not enough that it was like causing problems or causing damage but um yeah just a little bit are better. you in the gambling i am bookie mm-hmm. competition what how, how are you doing um, so I have uh, made two dollars and fifty cents. So uh, after a uh, really bad showing in uh, twenty one point one, 
the the next one I did pretty well, um, and so I, I made my money back in two dollars and fifty cents. Nice. So you're up. So yeah, I'm taking my wife out, wife out on a date. Yeah. Uh, get ready, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you did twenty one point two last month in the freeze as well. Mm-hmm. How did that go? How how did it go different? How did it go? You know, from the February. To this one, and this was obviously not doing twenty one point two. You did seventeen point one in February, just as part of the mayhem programming. Yeah, um, so it, it definitely got better. Um, you know, what was funny was in when we did it in the freeze. Uh, so basically, the standards were you had to touch two heads of the dumbbell to the ground, and in the freeze, I only did one. Um, I also did the dumbbell snatches unbroken during that, um, but my time was significantly slower than uh, when I did it on Friday of last week, even though we were touching two heads, which would increase the range of motion, therefore making it harder. Um, but I also broke up the snatches, so um, not sure where I improved, but uh, it was a good a good improvement. So. Do you use a different clock? <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife was judging me. Um, and she's also known as a very hard no repper, but she didn't no rep me. Um, but I think just having her there, um, it, it, was, it was really fun, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, she, we haven't got to do something like that um, since before we had kids. Wow. And so, um, we've, we've got some fond open. So you would together. say that Hannah counting for you two minute improvement. Oh yeah. Easy. Will she count for me on the last workout? I think it's only, you <laughs> oh, it's, know, okay. I need specific. a leash to count yeah, for me. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Um, it, but it's funny cause I, cause she kept saying things the whole workout. I was like, I can't hear you. You gotta, you gotta talk louder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, was, she was so quiet. It was funny though. Uh, do you have predictions for the last week? Um, man, I just hope it's some heavy barbell. Um, like preferably something that no one else can lift. Um, except kidding. for you yeah except for me I'm, i was thinking like 400 deadlift. deadlift um but what i really think it'll probably be will be um chest to bar pull-ups of some uh, and then um i mean like i feel like they have to do a thruster um it, it just they just kind of have to um but i wouldn't be surprised if it was a deadlift or something like that too yeah cool um okay let's swivel to bennett so we're gonna talk a little bit today Everybody in here uh, does personal training or programs for clients or, or often programs for themselves. So I think a cool thing to kind of give insight to people listening, um, maybe if it's maybe it's your clients, maybe if it's uh, members um, or even just anybody out there who's listening because they're wanting to gain knowledge from you guys is what your thought process is on programming uh, specifically for your personal training clients because I think that's kind of where you are able to express that gift the most. So Bennett, let's start with you. You've been doing personal training now for years. Uh, you manage a lot of, I mean, how many private training clients do you have total between your groups and your one-on-ones? Probably around 30. Yeah. So you manage a lot of people's workouts. So let's let's just start with kind of a a landscape like what is going on in that brain of yours uh, when it comes to programming for private training clients or, or these small groups well I feel like number one thing they need to have fun so like regardless of what I think they need to be doing I still want them to have fun so it's like for me I've been personal training for a long time and I've been working out for a long time so I can do the really boring stuff and because I know I need to do it but for someone who 
you know, pays some good money to be here. Like, I mean, yeah, they need to do that too, but I also need to write a workout to where they're enjoying it. And I can, you know, so for, for a lot of the workouts that I give my clients, like I probably would not make it that, that crazy and fun and, you know, all this different cool stuff. Cause I mean, I can, I can just do my, my pull-ups and, you know, my push-ups and just keep it real simple. And I, Cause I just know I need to grind it out, but I try to make it more fun, but I, I do if, give them. And if you're trying to, if, if somebody's listening and, and kind of uh, trying to, you know, better understand what it means to be fun. And I, I kind of feel out what you're saying, but yeah. just to be a little bit more gotcha. specific, what is that? What does fun mean? Does it mean like varied, right? So like changing it up. Yeah, I, I change it up a lot for them because that way they don't seem like, oh, well, we did this lot, you know, we, we, we keep doing the same stuff over and over again. I'm like, well, you know, a lot of times that, that works, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll make it a lot more. It's kind of like CrossFit. Like CrossFit makes it really fun in a class because they change it up a lot, but it's also, you know, useful because like, and they, and they don't train the same things over and over again. So it's, so I do make, I give a lot of circuits and, you know, games or uh, like just you know we'll go push the sled just for you know just for fun we'll you know we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll do word games or something or you know just think of cool things that keeps them engaged and also keeps their mind off of that they're working hard because sometimes if you make something really a workout really fun and you're not thinking about the reps you're doing and all the you know and all the crazy stuff that we have going on, you, you get done, you're like, oh, that was it, that was it, that was really fun. And then it turns out that they worked really, really hard. So I feel like that's a little bit more important. But I still also give them what they need because, you know, if they're injured or if there's some problems going on, then we re- you know, then you still have to do the boring stretching and, you know, like the activation drills. And but if I could just figure out a way to, to incorporate in their workout too, so that way they're still with everyone, they're not just isolated by themselves. So it's like, okay, well, I'm in the group, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing my circuit, I'm doing my EMOM with the group, but I just change that exercise to, to match what they need. So it's like, okay, well, I'm doing everything with, you know, I'm not feeling left out. So I feel like that's I, a little bit more. Yeah, I've seen, and I've seen you in there with about, you know, four or five people, sometimes three to five people. And a lot of times they're each maybe doing different variations of what you have in mind. And taking consideration whether it's their maybe maybe their injury or their goals. So it for you as a trainer, kind of in that moment, like how are you, um, how are you executing that? You know, for each client, like are you are you thinking through that well in advance, and or are you making adjustments as needed? Like when it comes to programming specifically with groups where you have three or four different people it's different than having mm-hmm. one client yeah you know so how do you do that well i feel like well now that i've been doing it for a long time i definitely it's not as hard for me to come up with something like if there's like something that kind of pops up out of nowhere i'm like okay well okay well i already know have an idea of regressions but if you're thinking about a workout and this could be for crossfit too like if you're coaching crossfit you definitely need to be be ready because if you look at a movement like say like a push press and someone has an injured knee, well, I'm probably not going to make them start dipping and driving, you know, be explosive. So it's either, okay, we'll just do the strict press or we can do, you know, or we could do a push-up. So it's like you have regressions in mind that are less complicated. And so I, so beforehand, I already do think about that. But now that I've been doing it a long time, like 
I can kind of fit what they need. And I even ask them, like I even give them options. So it's like, okay, well, I, you know, it's still something that I want from them. So it's still an upper body movement unless they're just completely injured and I have to change something else. But that way it's still like, okay, well, he, he's ready for me. Like, and Brandon has helped me a lot with this too. But it's also, it's like I'm helping them lead their own workout. So it's like, okay, now they, they feel like they have options. It's almost like a video game, like, right, where you pick – like, okay, well, I have, I could choose this or I could choose this. And I kind of help guide them on what it would work. And they're like, well, yeah, I haven't done an overhead movement in a while. And instead of push-ups, I, I, I would like to do the overhead press. You know, if, they're, if, you know. Yeah. Just. You're taking kind of their opinions into consideration. Mm-hmm. Of course. What, um, how do you factor in volume in terms of how many days per week they're coming? So, you know, let's say somebody's coming three or four days a week compared to somebody coming one to two days a week. Yeah. So that, you know, that's definitely a good question. Uh, it, you definitely, I mean, now that the that I've been seeing the same people, you know, throughout the weeks, I already know what they've been working on and what they need to be working on. So it's, so it's like, okay, well, I, I know you've been doing a lot of push-ups and you got a lot of volume on that. Okay, so for you, we don't need to do as much as this person who's coming in once a week this person's coming once a week, like I'm going to have you do lots of reps and lots of sets and, you know, and probably not as much weight though, because they're not coming in as often. So it depends if they're doing homework on the side, but someone who comes in really often, I can be, okay, well we can go up and wait because you've already been doing a lot of volume this week. So, well, let's, you know, let's practice. I, I know your form is going to be good because of how much practice you've had. Okay. Well, let's go up on the bench press a little bit. Let's put some weight on I'll come spot you, you know, but someone who's been coming in once a week and I know they haven't been active there's no way I'm letting them go heavy. Like, and they know that because I, I make it pretty clear. Like, hey, okay, so you don't, you know, depends on how much stuff you've been doing outside, but we're going to keep it light and we're going to go a lot, get lots of reps and we're going to be really emphasized on your form so that way you get comfortable because your body will re- respond to that. Like, if you're not used to it, like, you don't need to go heavy at all. That's a misconception is no one needs to really go heavy. It's relative, but... You can go. You can get lots of repetitions with light, light to moderate weight, and your body will respond really nice with without getting injured. So, cool. I don't know if that. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Let's let's transition to Brandon. Uh, Brandon, I mean, you do. You've been doing personal training now a long time. What are let's let's just start with kind of some um, some foundations in your brain, like like Bennett said, fun is <laughs> yeah. kind of an important part to it. Um, so I think. Yeah, just piggybacking on Bennett on that one. Um, having fun is the most important thing. Um, I think when I first started training, I had this idea that like the session needed to be perfect. It needed to be um, written out exactly how I wanted it to be done, and that the client has to perform these movements a certain amount of reps, you know, exact time frame, and it was very specific. And what I quickly found is that like. A lot of times people are going to come in and they're going to have like either a bad day or they're going to be not ready for the workout or it may not even be enough. And so I kind of like to think of it as like like I'm like a quarterback coming up to the line and I see the defense and that's basically my client. Not that we're working against each other, but um, I see what they kind of show me, you know, fill them out and say, okay, well, you know, they're not ready for this play so i need to like call an audible does that make sense yeah and so i can kind of change the workout based off of the energy that they're giving me um but i still have the same goal of getting to the end zone right i know where we're going i know where i want to take them 
Um, but based off of the energy they give me, I can change the workout out. So um, what that made me decide to start doing was instead of having a perfect ri- uh, workout written out, it was going to be like, okay, I have a few movements that I want to do, that I know that I want to do, and instead of it being a linear program, it's going to be more of like an undulated programming. So I can maybe do something that's going to be more volume today or maybe less volume based off of their energy. Does that make sense? Uh, dude, I'm walking with you. Yeah. I-, I understand everything you're saying as a trainer to trainer. Um, and what we can do just to kind of keep – people who are listening up to mm-hmm. speed what you're saying is and i'll kind of re tell what you're saying maybe in mm-hmm. different words to in hopes so basically when you're saying energy it's like somebody walks in and it's monday mm-hmm. and, and they're really tired right maybe they they just didn't have uh their weekend was exhausting mm-hmm. right it sounds crazy right but people have exhausting weekends or, or maybe they overdid it and they walk in and you know you're as a personal trainer you're asking them how they're feeling mm-hmm. as soon as they come in maybe you're doing a light bike or warm up or stretch and you could have thought we were going to do maybe heavy bench press right cuz right, you've right. been you've been linearly maybe thinking progression mm-hmm. on bench but because they're not you know heavy bench is the worst thing or squat or right. deadlift so you're thinking now we got to call an audible mm-hmm. and make an adjustment yeah and they're here because they obviously want to work out so i got to make a change to what i thought initially and it doesn't mean that the bench press is scratched completely but it might just happen at a later workout later mm-hmm. time or even later in the workout as opposed to in the beginning or you're just reading your client Mm-hmm. Not just in the first five, ten minutes, but all throughout the session. Yeah, and that just is something that takes experience. Um, knowing somebody knowing really well. Knowing somebody, and that's why it's important to have those relationships with people. And then when you said mm-hmm. the other word that you said, you said it's not a linear program, it's a... Undulated program. Okay, can you define that? So basically, like, I would almost call it similar to like... Um, crossfit style of like the hopper model like you're gonna do one day that's gonna be um work up to a heavy set of three or another day is gonna be like so if it's a heavy set of three back squat one day and then another day maybe like cindy where you're gonna have an amrap of you know five pull-ups 10 push-ups 15 air squats so you have a ton of air squats in there and maybe so, not those exact movements, yeah. but you're finding mm-hmm. similar movements that allows that person to move for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so it may be a day of like high volume on the movement um, and low volume on the weight, or a day that's going to be exact opposite, uh, high volume on the weight and then low volume on the movement. So here's a question. How do you read that energy that your client brings? Like, is it... What are some, if I could say, like three things that tell you how they're feeling? So, I mean, I think an easy one is just like asking them, you know, how was your week and what did you get into? You know, if they came in and said, you know, it was really just, um, it was a a really busy weekend. You know, I was out doing stuff in the yard all weekend or I was, um, you know, say we were camping or whatever. You just come back. It may not be just a great day to go out and do something really hard. It might be something like, we'll call it like a welcome back workout. Let's just get you moving. Let's get your body um, warm and just um, not something that's going to be extremely challenging. Um, And then uh, another one could be is, you know, asking them if they are having any pain or any shoulder issues or something like that. Um, 
they'll just let me know. Like, yeah, my shoulder's kind of bothering me. So it may focus the warm-up on um, shoulder mobility um, based off of them telling me that. Um, yeah, and I think those are just, like, really the big things. Just, just asking. Just, just asking, yeah. you know, like, how are you feeling today? Um yeah. So, so fun is important, uh, reading their energy. Mm-hmm. And what would you say like a third thing is that you make sure you are incorporating a foundation of yeah. the programming? I would like to say uh, a session is going to be basically 80% of what they want, 20% what they need. You know, a lot of times, you know, things that we need are things that we don't like to do. Um, and so 80% of what you want to do is going to keep you coming back. 20% of what you need to do is going to show you the results that, again, is going to keep you coming back. If we just gave everybody exactly what they needed to do, um, sometimes that would just, that'd be hard. Defeating. It'd be very defeating. So um, 80% what they want, 20% what they need is is kind of what I like to live my training life by. That's awesome. So, um, I guess the last question would be, I, I know you do a lot of mobility. Mm-hmm stretching with Mm -hmm. your clients so you know what would you say are like percentage wise what is the amount of percentage you put on mobility in comparison to strength conditioning yeah i think um it really depends on what kind of athlete you are um where you're at in your fitness journey if you're somebody who's newer to the gym or newer to working out Um, mobility is going to play a bigger role in your fitness um, because if you can't create positions and you can't say you say you can't reach overhead or you can't squat to full depth you're not really going to get the full benefit of those movements unless you can create those positions so in the beginning it's probably going to be you know 45 50 percent of your session is going to be focused just on position and mobility and then as time goes on, we may do a little bit less in mobility in the actual workout. And I might give you homework to do on the weekends or after the workout or before your workout. Like say the next time you come in, I want you to focus on a you know a butcher stretch for your shoulders or a couch stretch for your hip flexors. Something um, that you can work on. And that way we can spend more of our time in our session on actual movements. I love that because it just shows that you're looking at this long term. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a short term. Right. This is like, I mean, if we can get you early on mm-hmm. in positions long term, then we can shift that 45, yeah. 50% to maybe 20, 25%. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So. Kyle, let's transition to you, man. Um, so, you know, you've been doing personal training a while. What are some of the you know, main ingredients to programming for you when it comes to private training? Um, I would say the thing that I care most about is uh, my client's overall well-being. And so that includes, I mean, kind of kind of what Brandon was talking about. Um, but I would say, you know, emotional state, um, you know, if they've got anything going on in their lives, um, you know, Maybe, you know, some, something happened with their kids or and they just need to talk things through. Um, I would say that's that's probably my the session where I feel like I uh, bring the most value, <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense. Um, it's just when we get to connect um, and uh, that's what I really enjoy doing. But, uh, you know, as far as programming goes. Um, so in just 
to kind of help people listen and understand. So that's more of like a verbal approach, right? I mean, there's yeah. no physical like that's no. how, obviously you guys are working out, but yes. you're you're using words, mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. connecting in in a in that sense mm-hmm. it, it, to to manage that. Yeah, because I mean, y- when you know someone, you know how to push them. You know when to not push them. Um, you know, uh, you just, you know them, you know, it's like, for example, I mean, if you've been in any of my CrossFit classes, you might know what I'm talking about. It's I'm probably related to you at some point, but I also, um, typically will tell you, uh, to either go harder, um, to put on more weight, uh, or to rein it back or, but it's because I've watched you and I've, uh, know your limitations. I've asked you questions about, um, your life about you know previous injuries or current injuries um but that's that's kind of my first so that's more relationship yes got it yeah um as far as the programming goes i would say it completely depends on someone's goals um so i've got people that do more traditional strength training um i've got people that i you know mix and match with some, some bodybuilding techniques. Um, cause that's what my background is in. Um, I've got a couple clients that, uh, I do more CrossFit methodology with, which would be more if, if we're just like a Metcon or something like that, uh, just a conditioning piece. Um, I like to do things that are going to, um, hurt, uh, as far as, and, and I don't mean like, pain i mean like is gonna burn really bad um not all the time but i I definitely would say that uh i like to pair things together that are um the same movements just to kind of can you give me an example yeah like uh a bench press and a dip you know back to back Uh, i did that with one of my clients yesterday and uh yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or for example, uh, another example would be to um, do a eight split squats in a row. At the on the last rep, you're going to hold the bottom of the split squat for ten seconds. Um, if you were holding a dumbbell, which I probably was making you do, I would have you drop the dumbbell and then repeat the same thing body weight immediately afterwards. So, kind of like a drop set. Yeah, a, a pain set. A pain set. Yeah. And, okay, here's how much of the relationship permits you to do that? All of it. Um, I, I would say it, it's just kind of going back to knowing someone. It's like if I, if I know you really well, I know how far I can push you. Um, if I don't know you as much, I might hold, hold back a little bit. Um, so, you know, I'll use you for example, Charlie. Um, you know, the longer I've known you, the more I've wanted to push you. Um, and the more, (laughs) the more I've asked, I feel like, um, but yeah, I would, I would say it's, it's all of it. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're referencing, I think it's so cool. You're referencing CrossFit and personal training in this, even though we're talking about programming Mm -hmm. primarily with private training, but because you're part of your programming is honestly kind of like relational programming. Mm-hmm. If we kind of start thinking at a higher level, um, even though we're doing CrossFit and we have a general template, right? I mean, it's a lot more rigid because you're not necessarily programming for CrossFit, right? It's more personal training. You are, mm-hmm. how do you think the two relate? 
as far as how does programming for CrossFit yes, and, relate to programming for personal training? Yeah, I would say, you know, we, we just had this conversation not too long ago. It's, uh, you know, I feel like CrossFit, um, it's, it's really hard to put my finger on it. Um, but when I, when I'm programming for personal training, um, I am programming, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I can answer this. It's a hard one to <laughs> it's answer. It's a hard question. And what I would say if, cause obviously these are not pre-scripted questions. Right. Um, they're very similar in the relationship component. Right. But very different in the movement. So like you've got the class with 10 thrusters, 10 toe to bar, 200 meter run. Mm -hmm. You're still kind of relationally programming, right? Because you know, Charlie doesn't feel great today. Maybe I'm not going to push him as much or Charlie's slacking. I'm going to push him hard. Whereas in the personal training, it's going to be whatever you come up with, but you're still managing kind of like what Brandon's saying is the energy of the client. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of taking that similar approach in a personal training setting as you would in a CrossFit. And to me, that's like a higher level coach who understands that. Mm -hmm. Whereas CrossFit is like this, this, this. Everybody's doing this. And I'm not factoring in that I think I can get more out of this person. Or that maybe today's not the day to get more out of this person. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I would say I try to do in the CrossFit classes, what I do in my personal training sessions, which is relate to the clients, get to know them, um, push them appropriately. Um, but just with more people within a, a, the same time frame. So if I've got a one-on-one -on -one or a two-on-one -on -one session, you know, it's, it's very easy to, you know, cover the entirety of someone's week, um, as well as get a great workout in. But I'm also, you know, in a CrossFit class, it's whether it's five or 15 people, I'm trying to repeat that on a larger scale. Um, so the conversations might be shorter, but, you know, over time, hopefully I get you to keep coming and, you know, I get to know you better. But I'm trying to repeat that on just a larger scale. And in the CrossFit classes, kind of when people need modifications, it is kind of like programming, right? Because now totally. it's like I can't run. Mm -hmm. So how do you default to a movement or a, a substitution or, you know, what is the thought process that goes through your head if somebody needs a change in a workout? Mm -hmm. um, it's funny, Perry and I were talking about this the other day, um, but basically there's a stimulus for each workout, right? Um, so uh, if it's a, uh, I'll take the, the workout the other day, for example, what, what was it? Do you remember the one we were talking about? Pull-ups. Pull-ups and step-ups. Yeah, 10-minute yeah. yeah. AMRAP. Yeah. So if the stimulus is to, one, go quickly, it's also a full-body workout. We got pulling and pushing. Um, you know, the goal would be to do uh, at least around every two minutes. So, and the, and the rep scheme is mostly unbroken, right? And so what I'm going to tr try to do is keep it towards that stimulus. So if I need to modify the pull-up, um, you know, if it's, if it's a skill thing or a strength thing, you know, I'm just going to take it back a little bit, maybe do a ring row or a bent over row or something like that. Um, because that's as close as I can get to the stimulus, which is going to be unbroken, but it's also a pull, right? But if there's an injury or something like that, I'm going to still try to keep it close to the stimulus, which is fast, unbroken sets. Um, but if we can't do a pull, maybe we do like a sit up or something like that. That's going to maintain that stimulus as best as we can. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm just trying to get as close to what the goal of the workout is um, while making it approachable and appropriate for the individual involved. Yeah. Uh, how much of your programming for private training is influenced by CrossFit? Like your me- the CrossFit methodology, your level one? If I'm honest, not a lot. Um, I would say with personal training, more of it is influenced from my experiences um, in weightlifting, um, in uh, in my own personal uh, experience in the gym. Um, CrossFit, I would say, is more what I use for the CrossFit classes. Um, so that's that's kind of where my influence gotcha. comes. Gotcha. Cool. Robert, let's close it out with you. We won't do a long-winded answer because we're 40 minutes in and people might have places to go. Predictions for 21.3. What do you got? I know you've been you, – you do you have an app that tells you anything oh, to no. predict um, workouts? No, I wish there was handstand push-ups, but I think we're uh, done with overhead – or being upside down, inverted. So, um, honestly – Maybe thrusters, wall balls, and then a heavy lift. Maybe bench press because I can't out deadlift. Um, squat clean or snatch any of these people in here. So hopefully a bench press or a strict press. Maybe I have someone. Okay, there it is. A lot of, lot of options. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank, thank you all for joining me. Uh, tune back in next month and we'll do another Coach's Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.